1: To the Full Sport Press podcast featuring hosts Jay Hove, Chef Weezy, and Coach Locke. Please enjoy the show.
2: Greetings and salutations. I would like to welcome everybody back and some of you for the first time to the Full Sport Press podcast, the premier sports podcast for the consummate sports fan. And this is your one stop shop for all sports related news and topics. I am Jay Hove. It's your boy Big Jeff. Weezy in the building. Say what's so What you got going, buddy?
1: What's going on, man? Going coach
2: on? back in the building. What's up, Cal?
1: What's up? What's up, fellas? Everything good? Everything good, everybody? Yeah, yes, man. sir. This is Quarantine coach Quarantine. Hey, listen. Yeah. Another thing, another dollar. Yeah. Uh, Veggie Weezy,
2: how you doing with your vegetables, dog? I'm doing pretty good, man. i I'm staying consistent. Staying consistent. Speaking staying of, consistent. of consistency, episode 317, man. The people requested. A deep dive on topics. So we're going through the hottest sports news of the past week. If it's style. Damn right. Oh, yeah. You better damn know it, man. <laughs> we gonna figure it out one day. For sure. <laughs> um. Best of the week, Jeff, what you got?
0: Hey, we're honest truth though. In the group chat, shout out to Weeds. real inspiration to posting the miles you doing every week. That's my best of the week. The really get in the miles in there. That's what's up. My, my guy doing this thing, I'm proud of That's what's
2: up. Oh. Slimming out. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. slimming out. His face mm-hmm. slimming
0: out on his yeah, <laughs> head. <a girl>, <laughs> Check
2: you out. What you got, Weezy? What's your best of the week, man? Man,
0: my best of the week was I didn't eat on me for three days this week. It was rough, but I did. Uh,
2: Congratulations, dog. You're i tell you, that's good, that's, man. Hey,
1: I'm telling you, you on, you on the way,
2: Weezy. You on the way. Uh.
1: What you got, Locke? What's your best of the week? Gabrielle Pierce, who's a college student who was graduating from Xavier and University of Louisiana. She was not going to be able to walk like everybody else in college, as we know. Well, her dad turned the driveway into a commencement ceremony. He built a stage. He put the seats out there. He had a ceremony feel real by including a procession invocation, the national anthem, the welcome song, the commencement address. He made a actual program. He went all out so his daughter could actually walk across the stage like Graduation. Shout out to Dad. Man. Shout out to Dad,
2: man. That's what Weezy gonna do. Weezy <laughs> gonna, build a, we <laughs> gonna build a stage. He had to call Coach to help him build the stage. But like,
1: yeah, right. We're doing it. We're gonna do it, Weezy. We got you. Sure. Better know it.
2: My best of the week, man, sticking with school as well. The Black valedictorian, Nicholas Johnson, Canadian engineering major, has officially been named Princeton's first Black valedictorian, the first one in the school's 274-year history. He said to begin his PhD studies at MIT in the fall. So shout-out to my guy, Nicholas Johnson, man, changing the narrative for sure. Made my day. Worst of the week, Jeff, what you got? Uh... Holyfield Tyson three is allegedly
0: gonna happen. <laughs> I I don't I don't have many words. Um I love the sport of boxing. I, I just hope they don't die. That's it. I hope they don't die. <laughs> that's too, all bro. I got.
2: Prayers <laughs> going up to especially Evander. Mike yeah, can take like a couple, bro, but yeah. Mike will make it out. That's what I was saying. Like, I watched Mike video and
0: Evander vendor Venn, I don't want that smoke. Oh, no, they, that's that's difference.
2: What you got, Wheezy? Worst of the week?
0: My oh, worst of the week, man. Uh, I'm going back to the group chat, man. You know, I try to, I try to, like, you know, I'm lusting for food right now, so I try to, I post a post a picture every day of some good food I would eat or something like that. And I got absolutely blasted yesterday on my milkshakes I put in the chat. <laughs> and I found out the, uh the people in the chat, man, they like they like McDonald's milkshakes, man. They don't want to venture out. They uh. People like McDonald's milkshake. <laughs> Those that's milkshakes right. look disgusting, though. I ain't gonna lie. Like, I don't know what's going on in that picture. There's <laughs> <It's> a lot. <laughs> it was a, hey, it was a lot in
1: that picture, man. Yeah, that's now you know.
0: That's the milkshake you get when you when you're out of town. And you're just trying something different. They ain't one you go pick up on the way home. Man. It's a difference.
1: Okay, all right. So that's a specialty occasion milkshake.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. But, uh-huh. but you guys uh-huh. like strawberry milkshakes from McDonald's and Frost's uh-huh. and shit. You, you got to keep doing it. Hey.
1: I'm gonna go on the record and say it definitely is not meeting like McDonald's milkshake. Shout out to <laughs> Hop Dotty. Hop <laughs> Dotty.
2: Shout out to Hop Dotty.
1: Back though, Coach. What you got, man? Worst of the week, man. Shoe Palace. I hate Shoe Palace. I can't stand yeah. Shoe Palace, man. For the people that don't know, Shoe Palace is a place to go get shoes. They are the worst site to try to get shoes. Oh my God, it's terrible. I hate getting on Shoe Palace when shoes are released. It is the worst.
2: That was funny, Coach. You brought shoe pads. You put them on blast. My worst of the week is Channing Fry. He spoke out. Um, everybody is speaking out about the Michael Jordan documentary. And uh, he spoke out a turn on Michael Jordan, man. He said Jordan was just a score who couldn't translate in 2020. What? Nobody would want to play with him. And he finished by putting a, a, a bow on things and said LeBron is better than him right now. What? Mm-mm, Channing Frye. Now, I get it. Some people say stuff just to get a reaction. But the vindiction that you saw in his face, he was 100% serious. And I uh, wish we still gave out the bum of the week because he's a bum for that.
1: To say it's not going to transition is, is I don't get it. If you think LeBron is better, that's fine. It's cool. I get that. Whatever. That's your opinion. I'm wrong with that. But to say a man like Michael Jordan's game wouldn't transition when numerous people have come out and said that he were average 40 <laughs> in today's game.
2: Come on, man. For sure. Um, Stat of the week fellas shout out to Bryce for another fine speaking of Michael Jordan in 92 and 93 Dennis Rodman led the league in total rebounds despite playing in 19 fewer games than the second place finisher which was Shaquille O'Neal he missed almost 25 percent of the season and still led the league in total rebounds a complete animal on the boards shout out to Dennis Rodman shout out to Bryce for that fine for sure. Dennis Rodman had a knack of getting towards the rebounds, getting towards the um, offensive glass. People don't crash the boards like that, other than maybe Andre Drummond in 2020, maybe Rudy Go Rudy Gobert. But Dennis Rodman was different because he's doing it. Those guys, seven feet guys. This guy's doing it six eight.
1: He definitely is. <laughs> and make sure you check us out on iTunes, Facebook, IG, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Beyond Pod, YouTube, and of course the SoundCloud page to catch up on a past episodes of FSP. How do you do that? Just search for Sport Press Podcast. After you do that, make sure you check out the On Deck TV Hip Hop Podcast with Animal Brown and Spike Glue. The latest show is up right now, the Luda versus Nelly versus Matchup Review. You guys check that out.
2: Yes, sir, man. Let's give out our picks real quick, man. Who we got, man? Jeff, we'll start with you. My heart wants to say Nelly, but I don't see how he wins. It's
0: Luda in a landslide. <laughs> Mm, what about you, Weezy? I'm I'm rooting hard for Nelly. I I'm i I'm gonna I'm go I'm gonna go with Nelly.
1: I'm gonna go with Nelly. Coach. Man, I want to say Nelly, but for some reason I just think he gonna he's not gonna pick the right songs or something. He's gonna mess it up for him. Cause I saw a list that had them side by side, and I was like, ooh. If Nelly do this right, he could pull it off. But I'm I'm gonna go with Luda in a close one though. Like everybody thinks it's gonna be a. a Wash, I don't think that at all. I think whoever wins, which I think Luda's going to win, he's going to edge him out by like maybe two.
2: Yeah, man. I got Nelly winning. Um, it's going to be a, a knockdown drag out. But I really think that Nelly has more hits that's going to work in this audience compared to uh, – Luda doesn't have a fan base like Nelly. <laughs> no, no. You know, Nelly has a bigger fan base than Luda, and I think that's gonna help him out for sure. Luda's in yeah. the biggest movie franchise ever. Are we sure that they got the men? fan base though? What we're saying is fan base, and you know, women show up to those versus battles and get it's it true. Again.
0: Yeah, the women. only thing, the only thing Luda has over Nelly, I think, all his, all his, all Lula singles are big radio hits. They have great videos to them, all that. Nelly didn't, his video, you know what I'm saying? It just, it wasn't the same. But now, Nelly got hits, though. He got to be strategic in his list, though. It could get spicy tonight, too. Oh, yeah. Get, That's what I'm spicy excited about. Tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <That's>, yes, <laughs> after yes.
2: the love fest last week, it could get, yes. get spicy tonight. It's <laughs> yes, definitely going to get spicy tonight. Uh, speaking of spicy, fresher than your average podcast, man. Me and my dog, Animal Brown, and self-help fashion podcast, directly related to improving everyday fashion. We had another IG Live pre-show. To unveil our YouTube exclusive, can't leave home without it. Episode two that dropped Friday night, featuring your boy, man. Each week for the next uh, for next week, we only have three episodes, so this is the final season finale. Excuse me. We'll unveil that new episode on YouTube.com as well. Just simply search youtubecom realville The link is located in the bio of the fresher than your average page. Where your kicks top responsible. Um, I think we had too many things. I know I did. I still wanted to do five more things, but uh, it was fun. <laughs> I would love to do it again for sure, man. Shout out to
0: many?
2: How, how many total did you have? I don't know, bro. A, wish, lot. You know. a lot. a <laughs>
1: no, no,
0: no, lot. No, no, no. No, I'm talking about in. <laughs> no, He had the backpack. He got. He didn't break his backpack with him. He got a I backpack. know he had
1: a lot there. I'm saying, what, what was the total that was on there? I, I watched it, but I didn't keep the count.
2: Yeah, I don't know, Coach. It had to be ten, maybe eleven. I don't know. There's a backpack for it. I needed backpack. two more. I didn't have my AirPods. You know hey. what? Well, we brought this whole humidifier with him <laughs> hey, hey, hey. and I, all you, the it's, oils.
1: It's, it's yeah, essential. It's man. essential.
2: It's essential, dog. When he We hit, hit the road. He gotta have that. You know what I'm hey, saying? Fresh, dog. You know what I'm saying? I keep it on Hear me. Hear me. Oh, okay. He brought his socks too. His oh. socks. Yeah, ain't nothing like some good socks, dog. Hey, hey Wheezy, watch yourself now. I'm, watch just, yourself. I'm,
0: just, I'm just a
2: fan of the show. I'm just a fan of the show. There it is. I did have my socks, though. That's funny, as hell. Oh, Jeff. He <laughs> you got two. Seconds, dog. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's
0: start. My bad. Last week was Money in the Bank, so we got to who gets the W results. So with the WWE Championship, we had Braun Bron- <laughs> Strowman, the champion. Versus Bray Wyatt, not the fiend. Jay, Locke, and myself had Braun. Weezy had Bray. Braun Strowman got the W. All right, then next we had Drew McIntyre, the champ. Universal champ versus Seth Rollins. Locke and Jay had self. Seth. Myself and Weezy had Drew. Drew got the W. Um, Locke is the only person to pick the ladies' money in the bank, correct? He had Oscar. Um So shout out to him. And none of us got the men's money in the bank, correct? Somehow my guy owed us one for Husky Nation. So no one gets the points for that, but it looks like a, a lock, a lock week though. Like like pulled it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's some shit. But oh, you know we talked. We've kind of been teasing a, a little announcement the last couple of weeks. Um, shout out to my guy Neek FSP family. We are definitely going to be launching the 808s and Chair Shots Wrestling podcast here in next couple of weeks. We're going to have a day for you guys here coming up this coming up week. Uh, it's been a pleasure working with Nick, man. Nick's a big, big, big wrestling fan and he reminded me of how much of a wrestling fan I used to be and how much I still am. So we'll have that podcast out to you guys next couple of weeks. Me, 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 me. <laughs>
2: That's loud as hell, man. Shit. Uh shout out to y'all, man. Excited to hear about it, man, and get that going for sure, man. We're gonna miss those 10 good wrestling seconds though, Jim. But we still gonna get those 10 good wrestling seconds because we're gonna talk about what's going on in the show. In the show. There you go. There you it go. is, man. <laughs> Tune us with questions throughout the week at Full Sport Press. Don't forget to comment. Give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down on the YouTube page, on the iTunes page. Please rate and subscribe. And more importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell, a friend.
1: To tell a friend. To tell a friend.
2: That the revolution will be podcasting. And before we get started, first have Wheezy. You have a yellow box of Cheerios Award recipient for the listeners. I do. This
0: week's award recipient is former uh Buffalo Bill, former Philadelphia Eagle, former
2: Kansas City Kansas City Chief. Chief. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Uh Shady McCoy. There it is, for sure. LaShawn McCoy, man. He on April 26, 2019, he made a grave mistake after seeing Avengers in game at a screening ahead of the movie's wider release. McCoy left the theater with his son and pulled out his phone to tweet about one of the most dramatic moments in the movie. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, I'm about to spoil the movie for you guys. Uh, When Tony Stark dies following Thanos' defeat, man. Tony Stark dies. Who the hell is Tony Stark, Coach? Bruh. Iron Man. There we go. All right. So this sent the world, clearly not me, (laughs) into a frenzy. McCoy went on a podcast and stated that he had not known just how serious Marvel fans took these movies, and he wouldn't have sent the tweet if he'd known that. He said, and I quote, I didn't know that people really got into them cartoons like that, end quote. Cartoons! (laughs) The Marvel fans are now back on his ass after a year of being in his tweets and his mentions for the last year. They are back saying cartoons. That's why you're not an NFL player right now. He is a free agent. Shady, just shut up, man. Bro. Just shut up, man. Uh-huh.
1: You Just, just let it just die con- quietly. was nobody talking about that.
2: You see what I'm saying? You see? That was saying? my that, that was it. my worst of the week when he did it. Like I I,
1: I didn't understand it.
2: I, it. He was my running back at the time. Got his ass out of Buffalo. The <laughs> <He> definitely <laughs> definitely got his ass out of Buffalo. How you sending that out, Weezy? Oh, uh, we are gonna snail no mail that. Yeah. Just an yeah. idiot move. Just not. We're going to talk about some idiots, too. You guys ready to get started this first half? <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> Let's do it.
1: The first half is underway. Full
2: Sport Press. First half, the hottest sports news of the past week, like we do each and every week here at the Full Sport Press Podcast. Before we get started, I am J-Hope. She won't be jealous. I'm Wheezy. What it do?
1: It's your man, Coach lot.
2: Coach, where can they find you at on social media, my brother?
1: Man, everything's the same. Lock underscore the underscore great. That's T-H-A, I Let Me on Twitter and I G. So what about you, Weezy? I'm F S P
0: underscore Weezy. and I'm at How Weezy on Twitter. I let yeah, you are. Yeah, you are, brother. What about you, Jeff? I'm Jay Easley 84 across all social media platforms.
2: Most definitely. And I'm Jay Hove on Instagram and Twitter. Have a conversation with me on Twitter. Please subscribe to the youtube.com slash sport press YouTube site. Subscribe, man. Come a, come one with us, man. You know, we got some stuff coming up the pipe. We got to do a giveaway. We got to talk about that, man. We got to get back on our conference call. We're going to start that next week for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh more than anything, yeah, we got to get some more subscribers. So join the team, man. Full sport press on YouTube. Let's kick the first half off, man, with some NBA talk. To celebrate the NBA's 74-year history, ESPN has decided to set the world on fire, as usual, in a pandemic by ranking the best 74 players in league history, combining both current and past players. Now, as expected, basketball fans are tearing apart the list from top to bottom, pick by pick. Number one on this list, spoiler alert, is Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Number two is LeBron James. Number three is Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Number four is Bill Russell. And number five is Magic Johnson. How you guys feel about this list? Top five
0: is probably how I would have it. I, I think two would probably be four to me. But the top five is correct though. No argument so Kobe Bryant or Shaq within their top five? In top ten.
2: Nine top and five. ten. I think Shaq is top five. I really do. Here's the thing. I had a conversation, y'all. Listen. And I talked a lot about this. Oh, boy. Magic Johnson's mid, y'all. <gasps> <Nah. laughs> Look at everybody. You, I, I
0: almost kicked you <laughs> off the Zoom. Like, I almost Bro. kicked you off the beat right there. Like, I was, real, I was hovering over your day. Real quick, Jeff. Huh?
2: i Magic in half court. I, I'll let you finish your point. I got a counterpoint counter today.
0: Right, everything yeah. you about to say.
2: Magic Johnson in half court, super mid, what? super mid. All he was just, he was just taller than everybody that, that guarded him, bro. He was, he was being guarded by Isaiah Thomas. I know lot. that ain't his fault. What I'm saying is you put Magic in 2020. You can't do that. What I'm saying is a lot of the times we talk about Michael Jordan being transitioned in every era. Kobe Bryant transitioning in every era. LeBron James transitioned in every era. I don't think Le- that Magic Johnson looks like Magic Johnson in 2020.
0: Wow! Magic played one through five, Jay. One through five. So did Draymond <laughs> Green. Fro. Draymond Green played one through five at a low level, not Magic level, not a champ, not a championship number one option. Number one through five.
2: I'm I'm a, I'm, I'm saying. John Stockton better than Magic John. I'm
1: Let's move on, man, please. No, no, we're not going to move on. No, we're not. Hey, hey we Jay. Not. We, no,
2: we,
0: for we real, not. Jay. Like We're we not going to let this blast you. Come on, right. man. That's a five-time champion. Like, he went to the finals more times than people have been in the league.
1: He was better than him, bro. Oh, okay, now 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 we just got the trolls going. We on no, the troll. No, okay, we on the troll. <laughs> okay. right.
0: I, I see what you're doing there. I, my impression <laughs> the was
2: like, oh, was okay. over. On me. I was like, ah, on me. On me. CP Stockton, Gary Payton, Kid. All oh, better than Maddie
1: Johnson. No. Oh, yo, yo, Mitch is gonna be in shambles I don't this give week. A damn break. Bring them on! Oh man, Bring him on. gonna be in shambles. If I hey, said man. something
0: like Drake is better than uh, Nas or something like that, you wouldn't even answer the phone for me for two days. Man. <laughs> you got a <you> point. <laughs> you got a point. You wouldn't even answer
2: if I say some shit like that, dude. Uh, Listen, man. Let's talk about it's this list, man. man. In the last four years, LeBron passed Kareem. He was sleeping on Kareem. I think Kareem would transition to any. Any air for sure, Roll yes, because he has a shot that's unguardable. Is he can block the shot unguardable? The yeah. biggest leap was Harden going from number 97 to number 32. That's yeah. nuts. AI went from 46 to 29, and um, Carmelo Anthony, number 59 in 2016, was off the list.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, mm-hmm. that's insane! Yeah, that's insane. Yeah,
1: but I, I was insane. shocked, I was shocked that Shaq was 10th. And Kobe was ninth. I was. Um, I was actually surprised they already put LeBron in two. I figured they would have him top five. I didn't think they would put him at two yet. Uh I figured they would at least wait till his career is about over to see what his chips look like going to go and try to give him way up there. But you saying Matthew Johnson is 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 ain't ain't nothing, is I don't get that one. He would get to play. He's
2: a top five point guard of all time, but Steph Curry is better than him. Oh, hot, hot, hot.
0: Man, ain't no way, Jay. Like, there's, there's, there's no way. Like, there's, there's no way. Them, the point guards you named are better than Steph Curry. And you want to do that? Yeah. Ah. Okay. This should have been your topic right here, but I'll take it. Um, talk about Duke, the Dukeies, uh, and Zion. So, lawyers representing for Zion Williamson, his former agent, excuse me, Gina Ford, filed a document in Miami Dade Court last week. They requested him, him being Zion answer several questions that could have some serious <laughs> implications about his eligibility while he was at Duke. The document asked Williams to confirm or deny if he received, that he and his family received payments or other benefits before and while going to Duke. And it also alleges Duke, Nike, and of course Adidas, it because all three of those are, you know, in bed together, offered or said payments and benefits as part of an ongoing one hundred million dollar legal battle between Williamson and Ford. Is this a bad thing for Duke or is this water barter of the bridge?
2: I think this is going to scare Coach K into going back to his old ways. Coach K couldn't beat him, so he joined him. He started, you know, getting your one and done players. Um, he started, you know, with that team with uh, Jaleel Okafor, and then it transitioned all the way to Marvin Bagley's and, Jabari Parkers, Gary Trent, Jr., is all the way to Zion, and RJ. Um, he thrived in the high school to pro era that preceded the one-and-done rule. He only lost one committed player in that time, which was Sean Livingston to the NBA. I think he will be fine with this G League transition. Mike is the is the white knight. There's nothing that will ever happen to him as long as he is alive he will be fine. Duke will be fine. But I do think that he'll get out of the one-and-done system.
1: I agree. Um, somehow, some way, this is going to get swept under the bridge or the rug, whichever you want to say. If something does happen, you best believe Coach K will not be involved with it. Somebody else will take that fall, an assistant. Uh, something like that, like we've seen with all the other college coaches. With usually a it, black,
2: excuse me, coach. I didn't mean to cut you off. Usually a black coach will take the fall for that. My
1: bad, I was, oh, I, I was getting there. You already know I was about to go there. If so you go and look, 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 how long it took them to get Patino. They finally, eventually, got him, but he's now head coach again. Our owner, somehow, some way, he would come out of this squeaky clean. They would say that he had no knowledge of Zion's parents and Zion being paid. Anything like that, they would say they did it without his acknowledgement.
0: It's already kind of set up for it because if as long as this is settled out of court and Zion doesn't have to testify, he never has to admit to doing it. So as long as he doesn't have to admit to it, what where's where's the case? You know what I mean? There's no case. So he's fine. I think uh Zion, I think Zion needs to listen to it. Listen, you need to listen to the young Jesus. If you get jammed up, don't mention my name. Um, <laughs> and like, you know, no face, no case, man. His eyes are on the big and better things. It, you know, let the people who are it, supposed to handle
2: that. That's what I think. I don't think Coach K would get his hands dirty like this again. He had to get down here with the people that's cheating to contend because he was getting his ass whooped with uh, players like John Shire and uh, Kyle Singler. No, that wasn't enough. He had to get some of these players in, and in turn to do that, uh, he had to help out the best way that everybody else is doing. 97% of college basketball is doing so.
1: yeah. yeah we were seeing Duke make one-round, first-round exits at the NCAA tournament, and that was enough. He was had it. to go that route. When that right. happened, he said, okay, I got to go follow suit. Yep. Well, speaking of sponsors, the NBA has a new one. The NBA, as we've known, has been used Spalding basketballs since 1983. Well, that's about to change. They are going to go with Wilson basketballs now. So for the first time since 1983, they'll be playing with Wilsons starting in the 2021 season. Now, part of the new deal, Wilson will provide the official game balls for the WNBA, the NBA G League, NBA 2K League, and Basketball Africa League. The ball will have the same eight panel configuration as the Spalding did, but it will be Wilson here. Now the league will go to the NBPA, create an advisory board to collaborate with Wilson and players to come up with the best new ball. Because if you remember a few years back, Spalding tried to change the basketball. The players didn't like it. They said it was too slick. When their hands got wet, it wouldn't absorb the water. So they went back to what they would been using the last few years. But with this Wilson thing, I think they'll get it right this time because they're going to involve players in adjusting the new ball, changing how it's going to be. And me personally, I like Wilsons. They had the evolution. They had the solution that actually would absorb water. What do you guys think? How is this going to go over with the NBA? Uh, I,
0: I hope it's right. Last time, last time they did this, it didn't get past the All-Star break.
2: You lost Coach Locke's uh, Wilson solution. <laughs> and uh, he was very he, upset with you about
0: that. He, he was uh, – Highly upset. He he, very yeah.
2: upset. It was brand new is what he told me. And yeah. He needed he, he his, ball. He left his ball. Right, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, he enough.
2: all woke me up out of my sleep a couple of days, man. He needed to go I need to go get that ball. Yeah. So
1: got... That was a hey, that was a brand new ball, man.
2: Yeah, Wilson had the league's partnership for thirty-seven years. So that was basically the first official basketball in the NBA. They'll find a way, man, to get it right. Like Coach said, they're gonna implement some new testing. Um Wilson's are really good basketballs. I really like the Spartans of the new basketball that they had. Um, I got a, 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 a Warriors championship ball and uh, started playing basketball again, fooling with Weezy and, and Parham and Sean Wash and tore my damn Achilles and some damn <coughs> LeBron's. Mother, I, man, I st- I'm looking at that damn basketball right now. I ain't touched it since. A bastard. Nah,
0: I, I went, uh, went in a dark place right there. You did, Woo! you did. I think we all, I think this is just nostalgia with me, like having a spot in, we. I think everybody in this chat had uh, who dreams at one point. So you would work on your left and lay in the bed, shoot at the ceiling, work on your left, work on your right, and you had the spot in your head because you wanted to make it to the NBA. So it's going to be different, you know, with seeing the Wilson. But, you know, I, as long as it is always a sweat, it does everything you need to do. I think it's one of those things water and the breeze. No matter what kind of ball you have, as long as he does you need to do, you'll be fine.
2: The newest um, spot in NBA balls, man, they're great basketballs, man. And Coach Locke told me not to play with that damn basketball. Told me to put that damn basketball up, not play with it. And what I do, went to go play with it and tore my damn Achilles.
1: Um, before you. we get
2: started, you, you told definitely you. told me. You told me. That
1: ball, that ball was supposed to be in the Plexi box, brand new. Untouched. Didn't listen. Didn't listen. For my Achilles. Before we get started
2: with halftime, man, let's talk college football. Talia Tagovailoa, a rising sophomore quarterback who was on Alabama's depth chart behind Tua, yep, his big brother last year, will transfer to Maryland. Now, Talia was listed uh, as the backup on the team's depth chart behind Mac Jones in March. Paul Tyson and Bryce Young are the team's other quarterbacks. Now he joins the Terrapins, where he joins the depth chart that includes Josh Jackson, Tyler DeSou, and Coach Locke's guy, Lance LaGrange. How does Talia fit in at the Maryland Terrapins? He in for a fight for playing time, I can tell you that much. <laughs> he, might,
0: he might be in a, a
2: harder fight in Maryland than he was in Alabama for playing time. Yeah, the damn lie. Now he got Bryce Young. Nah. Bryce Young nah, is the quarterback right. of the future Alabama dollar. It ain't happening. That's why his ass left. He didn't want to smoke. That's
0: true, but that's one, you know, one uh, injury. No, I hope it didn't happen to the kid, of course. Away, uh, and he's right there. But in Maryland, those guys, all those guys in the same position. Yeah. <laughs> they all want to be the player. Like, kid should have went to the Atlanta uh, the Roger Sunshine or something. <laughs> go to the Sunshine or something like that. <laughs>
2: Can you imagine Talia going down to TSU and being around that? <laughs>
0: Go so crazy.
2: I don't know if he'd make it. Probably didn't go somewhere in Florida where he would be across to tour. That's the reason why he even went to Alabama, because it was easier for his parents to uh, transition because they didn't have to go and see him playing all the way, USC yeah. or somewhere, and he just stayed there. But he said plenty of times that he didn't want to be in the shadow of tour, which is a huge shadow, man. You got a top five quarterback. As an older brother, man, it would be easier on himself to go and start his own path. And I think that's what um, Tali is doing. I just don't like the situation that he's going into. I think it would have made a little bit more sense if he was, like Juices said, maybe UCF or Florida Atlantic, somewhere like that. Um, not necessarily going to Maryland. That's going to be tough.
1: man. I didn't understand it either because the weapons he was used to seeing in Alabama, he's not going to have it in Maryland. And then you playing in the Big Ten, so now you got to go compete with the Ohio States, the Penn States, the Mich- the yeah, Michigan's the Michigan States. So I don't see why he would go to a Maryland. I mean, I understand transferring, but I figured he would transfer to somewhere where it'd be set up for him to be successful to have some options to throw the ball to. I can't name a Maryland receiver.
2: They had him, no
1: coach. Now they remember they had
2: DJ Moore two years ago. Now they didn't yeah. have receivers then. No, no. I said I can't name a Maryland receiver now. No, I understand what you're saying, but they <laughs> have wide receivers every year. They get wide receivers,
1: though. Well, he, he better hope.
2: That is that Big Ten defense that you're talking about coming after his head.
1: Mm-hmm. That's going to be rough on him for sure.
2: He should have went to Vandy. Y'all need Talia Tagovailoa would fit perfect at Vandy. Wouldn't you
1: say? Yeah, man, but you got to do the schoolwork. Schoolwork sucks at Vanderbilt.
2: Yeah, that actually matters at Vanderbilt.
1: It's cool, oh, man. they, they he, have been all right. They got a, they got a different campus with him. Bro. They should sure
2: do. They got a whole different campus that they send the football players. Let's just get out of here, man. You guys ready to get started <laughs> with halftime? <laughs> do it.
1: <laughs> We're at the midway point. Enjoy all of the halftime festivities.
2: Halftime, in case you missed it, Ron Artest was not the first NBA star to change his name, a number of His predecessors, including Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, that we mentioned in the first half, Hakeem Olajuwon, world Be free, and Bison Dele did so. But as of Monday, he may be the only NBA player to change his name twice. Ron Artest is now Meta Ford Artest. That's right. He took his wife's last name. The former World Peace is married to Maya Ford. Uh, Spoiler alert, he did not take his first wife, Kamisha. remember Kamisha you would always talk about? He didn't take her last name at all. The question I have for you guys, would you take your wife's maiden name if she was the only person that could keep the name alive? No.
0: <laughs>
1: I said it. No. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> Jay <J-Lo. laughs>
1: he, hey, Luna. Look, look, Jeff, he already knew I was gonna say no too. He knew it. He already knew it, and that's okay. No, not doing it.
0: I, I think it's a uh, collective no uh, well, possibly a hell, though, no, considering who you're asking. That's definitely sure. collective, though. It ain't D-O happening,
2: it. Captain. It ain't happening, Captain. If it ain't my last name, we're done here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, the, now, the question is, would you let your wife hyphenate her name? Ooh. We in Toxicville We in Toxicville now. Hey, okay. There, okay. There we, we and hey. hey. do it. Hey. Hey, what we said? What we do? Come said. on, coach. Doa, don't No, <laughs> no. <laughs> nah, ain't ain't, ain't, no, ain't. ain't. no discussion. Like ain't none of that. Like nah, we. No. Nah. Why? You want that? Why? Nah,
2: bro. Nah. We ain't doing I'm. That. I'm gonna be, I, I'll be real. real. I, I'll let. i let my wife hyphenate on that. I'll be real. I would. Mm-hmm. I would. That's some shit that you know that I. I stand mm-hmm. in the street on like I ain't going. But something like that, I ain't really too mad about that. Would I prefer her to take my last name fully? Yes. But if that's something gotta, that's near and dear to her,
1: yeah. Only you reason... Got, I just about to say, it got to be a reason, like a reason behind it. Like, it's ain't just going to be just because I want to do it.
0: Only reason I would let my wife probably... Because I had a daughter, and I might not get another kid. Mm. I might not have another boy. And if she gets married, her name is going to change from Weaves to something else. So I would like to keep that Weaves going. So I, I would let... It. That's all, that's all exception I will give to that. This is because I got to do it.
1: That's it. See, that's a good reason.
2: That's that, that's, that.
1: That, that's a thought out reason. But I'm sure. saying if, if they just say, I just want to hyphenate it.
2: Nah. Jeff on mute. Hey, you
0: guys ready to get started with the second oh, half? i see it, my There's a no to the first question. There's a no to the second question. Like, what do you want me to do? Ain't nothing to know. say.
2: There it is. We out. <laughs> no, we know. We out of here. Let's move <laughs> on to more topics. We out.
1: The second half is underway. False.
2: Second half, episode 317, man, the people requested, deep dive on topics, going through the hottest sports news of the past week here in the second half. Jeff, let's kick it off.
0: All right, guys, so the NFL decides they want to make some changes to my least favorite rule, the Rooney Rule. <laughs> so real quick, <laughs> real quick, let's talk about what exactly the Rooney Rule is. It's going to be it for a minute, guys, so, you know, break this down all the way. The Rooney Rule is named after former Steelers owner Dan Rooney, if you didn't know. It was created in 2003, and it's supposed to ensure minority candidates receive equal opportunities when applying for head coaching jobs in the NFL or other office jobs, GMs, coaches, uh, position coaches, things like that. All right, so I know you're asking me, why is this one of your least favorite rules? Well, here's why. (laughs) Right now, the league has three minority coaches, I believe, so now they're making new incentives and new, new changes to the rules being projected. Here's a new incentive the league will remove the anti tampering rule that keeps assistant coaches from interviewing for coordinator positions with another club. So it makes sense somebody like Eric the enemy from the Chargers or Byron Leftwich. Oh, not to mention those are the only two minority uh, offensive coordinators in the NFL. We didn't talk about that. Spoiler alert, right? So that will help those two gentlemen be able to interview for other positions while, they're, while their teams are making their. You know, presumptive long runs into the playoffs, right? That should help. And then also, if a team hires a minority head coach, it will move up to six spots in the third round of the NFL draft before the hire coach's second season with the team. Under, also, under this proposal, the team will also jump up to 10 spots in the draft if they hire a, my, a minority general manager. And according to uh, other sources, if they propose Club does like a minority candidate as a quarterback coach or like a something like that, a position coach at the end of the fourth round. If they keep that coach for longer than one season, so this is the Rooney rule, rule changes that they've thought about going forward. How much BS is this guys?
1: A hundred percent BS. This is not going to pass because there's no way you're going to tell me if you had a team that went one in whatever with the new group with the new season when they finished to go to. to Amount of games they play, which eventually go to seventeen. If they go one to sixteen, just because they have a minority culture, how they how would they move up for them? Because they already down and got the first or second pick. I just don't see them moving teams in drafts just because they have minority coaches. It's some bull.
2: Here's the thing, man. I see that the league is just desperate for diversity and disappointed with the fact the Rooney Rule isn't working, and I think. This goes into the fact that why you hire your Jay-Zs and uh, your people to kind of help out, kind of bring some type of normalcy to the league, it's going with an outside-the-box idea. But the real problem lies in the pipeline that they have right now. The minority coaches in college football are lower in 14 out of 130. That's 10%. So the best ticket at becoming an NFL head coach is like what Jeff mentioned, is being a coordinator. Here's the thing. Eric Bieniemy had the best offense the last two years with Pat Mahomes. He still didn't get a job. So, in turn, man, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Ron Rivera being the only minority coach hired in 2020, it was five openings. Flores was the only hired coach in 2019. It was seven openings. You only have one, maybe two GMs. You have two GMs in the entire NFL, man. Eric Bieniemy should be a head coach. As much as we give all the praise to Big Red, Andy Reid, Eric Biennemi has that offense looking like that because he is calling all of the plays. It took Eric Bienemy, He thought about taking the Colorado job this year, y'all. And he should 100% be a head coach in the NFL. So he, this shit ain't going to work. Something has to work. They just got to find a way to get more coaches in college, more coaches in the NFL. I just don't see it happening.
0: If a black man if a black man gets a head coaching job in the in that field it's almost like all right we're doing this cause we got to now you know what I'm saying just just do it without making the announcement and make it make at least seem some kind of organic you know what I'm saying it just it just seems like it's forced now. All right we do this cause we got to. We're gonna hire you, we're gonna give you one strike instead of the three and then you get you know we're gonna give you one year instead of two years. If you mess up this one year you're gone. The
1: the other part of it is even when we, we do have minority coaches they don't get the same time as other coaches do. If they have two bad seasons, they out of there. When you see other coaches that have three, four, five bad seasons or three or four average seasons, they just keep giving them chance after chance. But minority coaches, they have two seasons that's bad or average. They get them out of there. They don't even give them a chance to build it up enough to see if it's going to work.
0: Or even better, Coach, they they have two or three bad seasons with one team get fired, and get another job to do the same thing with the new team. And it's like you retread these same coaches all around the league to be mediocre in every different spot they come to. And it's like, like what are we, gonna, what are we doing?
2: It's just like the girls in uh, celebrity hip-hop. And, um, the world, man, it's the same 10 girls that everybody dates, man. Got to find a way to get some new blood in there for sure. That's
0: high-level podcast,
1: right? Well, speaking of changes in votes, high school sports recently had a change that was shot down. The Basketball Rules Committee of the National Federation of State High School Association recently voted down a proposal that would establish a 35-second shot clock rule for boys and girls basketball across the country. You would think with the NBA having a shot clock, that's 24 seconds, and the NCAA having a shot clock, that's 30 seconds for men and women, that it wouldn't be a bad idea for high schools to go this way. So you could gradually get the students used to being able to play with a shot clock. There were eight states that included Massachusetts, Maryland, Rhode Island, Washington, New York, California, North Dakota, and South Dakota, that went ahead and used the shot clock on their own. And now those states have been punished by the NFHS. where well, they are not permitted to have membership to the NFHS committee when they discuss other rules. Good or bad that this vote did not pass for a shot clock for high school basketball?
0: I think it's horrible. I think I think it's I think it should have passed. Uh it's, it's it's not developing it's not developing the, the game of the kids. It's not developing the, the strategy of the coaches. Who holds the ball for what what NBA team holds the ball for two minutes? Does that four corner shit. You know what I'm saying? What college does it? I think this rule should should be changed. I'll take I'll take the other side of that. Um I'm definitely anti every kid gets a trophy. I'm anti that type of BS thinking. But I do think not having a shot clock helps the teams that run up against a buzzsaw. You know what I mean? So when you're up twenty, up thirty, you can kind of just hold the ball and not look up and you beat a team by sixty. But in high school the the talent, especially like in certain areas, like urban areas, the talent disparity is huge. You have a, a kid that goes to one school that is a three-star, four-star kid that plays AAU, be some of the best talent in the world. and he's playing against schools that have kids that will never play organized basketball once they graduate high school. Let's just be honest. They probably shouldn't be playing organized basketball anyway because they're playing for a school that doesn't have any talent. So having that shot clock, not having that shot clock, allows the coach for the mortality team to say, "All right, coach, we're gonna spare you out tonight. We're not gonna run this clock up." You know, that's just me. And I, I've seen it implemented a lot.
2: That's a great point, Jeff, Um, looking at the disparity between basketball teams. But American basketball at any age is the only venue not playing without a clock. It's ridiculous. We shouldn't be behind anyone in the American game. USA basketball is an American game. So I think all the ways you look at players moving on to collegiate levels. I know everybody's not playing collegiately, but they play with the shot clock. So why not implement that at the high school level? It's become a shot clock sport. I think high school sports have to follow suit to kind of keep up with things. I just think that we are advancing our kids if we hold them back by doing four corners and freezing the game, because that's not really coaching. It's more of a strategy thing, and I don't like the way that that's implemented. It slows the basketball games down. It's hard to watch high school sports, man, with that. No shot clock. It's tough to watch. In any level, even if it's really good basketball, or really bad basketball, it makes you want to leave the gym.
1: The one thing that would be hard about the, it, if they did pass the rule, is you have to look at the financial aspect of it. If this was passed, now you have to worry about every high school in the country has to come up with the cost of equipment because you have the shot clock installed. You got to have personnel to run the shot clock. You got to train a shot clock person that's going to run it. Then You have to find somebody that's going to consistently be able to be at every game to run that shot clock. Then you have to have the officials who have to adjust to being able to officiate with a shot clock because they're not used to that in high school. They just let the ball play. Now they have to pay attention to the shot clock going off, resetting the shot clock, making sure that it was reset the correct way if the ball hit the rim, if the ball didn't hit the rim. So it's going to bring up a lot of different things, but they will eventually get used to it. And I'm one for the shot clock myself uh, because it keeps the game going. Like, I don't think if they do do the shot clock, it should be 30 seconds. I think it should be a 45-second shot clock if they implement it in high school. That way you can still give them enough time to get the offense going because at the end of the day, they're still high school players. So it's going to take them a little longer. The quality of basketball across the board might not be the same IQ level. So you want to give them enough time where they're not having to rush down the court to get into that offense if they need to.
2: I like that. I like that 45-second because it's like the NBA three-point line is further, a little closer in high school and and college. So, in turn, that makes sense, man, improvising. I like that, Coach. That's a real good point. Um, Let's keep it in basketball. Georgetown basketball head coach Patrick Ewing, who's had a tough eight-month stretch as any coach in college hoops history. Ewing lost the final piece since recruiting class, Players got suspended, another one transferred, and now his prize recruit, Mac McClung, announced his intention to enter the transfer portal. After a 5-13 year in the Big East, Ewan will enter this season with an uneven roster, to say the least. There's a massive hole on the wing. He's lost eight players, five starters since he's been the coach at his alma mater. Damn! Pat Ewing in trouble. This seat is flaming. <laughs> Not yeah. in trouble, his seat is over there. <laughs> <laughs> like, you
0: see, it's on fire from down the street. Like, True. The, the, uh, the higher-ups are trying to figure out what's going on. Why we can't keep a player? Like, you, you yeah. this close to wondering if, it's a, like, a scandal or something is coming. Like, why why is everybody leaving you, Coach? What are we doing? Like,
1: this is weird. Hey, you is out of there, man. Anytime you lose five starters in one year, it's, it's something going on more than not just winning games. You're not able to relate to the kids is what it sounded like to me. You know, Patrick Ewan is an older guy. He played under John Thompson where it was real structure and discipline. And he probably is coaching an old school style of way. And if that's how you want to coach, that's fine. But you have to be able to adjust to the kids these days. These kids, they don't they not, they not built like that. So if you were in there with that old school style mentality of doing things, they are gonna leave and go somewhere else where they not where it's not as strict per se. If any kid was thinking about going to Georgetown, like we've talked about in the past, they're going to reach out, hey, why you leave Georgetown, man? What's going on? And if any kid says something like, man, Coach, you not be tripping, man. He He's not he not. allowing us to do stuff. He's too strict. He's too old school. That's going to kill your recruit." And if you're in college and you can't recruit, you're not going to win. From, Dead to me. What you got with
0: I think, yeah, like Coach said, he just – he's not relatable to the kids. And – for example, USC had the top maybe 25 recruiting class last year, which is not good for USC, football. This year, they got younger. coordinator, the coaches got younger. They got a top five class. You got to get younger with these kids so, so these coaches can relate to them. If I mean, if not get younger, at least be more relatable, more have some more tolerance with them. You know what I'm saying? Everything can be no. I mean, you can't. I mean, you, kids not going to walk around these days without AirPods. That's just what they do.
2: Having in trouble, man. Georgetown hasn't made the tournament in 2014, 2015. So, in turn, they brought in Patrick Ewing to kind of put a spark into the actual program, and he is having a really tough time coaching at this level. I think he should maybe try the NBA where he's a little bit more respected. Kids are a little older. Kids know and heard of Pat Ewing kind of respect what he has going on, and they will respect the fact that he is an NBA player. There's nothing worse, and I'm sure Coach can attest to this, nothing worse in college basketball than losing a locker room. You are forever dead if you lose a locker room. And the way that Pat Ewing has clearly lost this locker room, I don't see it coming back. He has some transfers coming in, but he played six walk-ons last year, dog. You can't play six walk-ons. How the hell do you find six walk-ons, dog?
0: It, it it's nothing worse in college than losing and not having fun. You know what I'm saying? Some colleges some like some colleges don't mind losing, but the parents are having fun, so they're good, they'll come back. But if you lose and not having fun your coach is an asshole, you gotta change.
1: Uh we, I don't know about that. I don't know nobody that's cool with the losing. Nah, well,
0: not well not well not necessarily not losing, but being not being competitive.
1: Yeah, I see what you're saying. They still competitive too though, but like like just um, Jay mentioned, you lose the locker room, you can cancel yeah. it. The only way you can get a locker room back if you lose the locker room is if you clean house. That's the only way. Because if you lose the locker room and you lose five players, you still got six, seven, eight players in there that still you've lost. So the kids coming in, they're going to start getting in their ears about what they can't do, what they you want to allow them to do, and then they're going to start paying attention to that, and now you lost them. So, uh-huh. you lose a locker room, you might as well go on and start from scratch.
2: Hey, Jeff. huh They say we favorites to land Mac McClung, dog. Tar Heels, baby. Let's get him. That, that makes sense. He fish out, he fish out in the air. What, <laughs> uh, what were you about to say? But, dog, no,
0: kind of back off what you said with Pat. You know, he, he was brought in the Georgetown. He was the whole, you know, hero coming back from the glory days. And then and he – I think the reason why you said he might adjust better to the NBA is because you look at somebody like Penny Hardaway in Memphis. The reason why Penny works in Memphis is because Penny was entrenched in high school basketball, youth basketball, AAU basketball, where they – to heck with him being an NBA player, the kids knew Penny. I with Pat it's like my dad is saying Pat is cool. Like example, if I'm a kid that's coming to school right now. My uncle is saying Pat is cool. My aunt might remember seeing the Knicks games against Jordan. It's like, yeah, but I don't remember dude. He didn't come to one of my AU games. He wasn't, you know, he didn't have a squad and none of that. That means more to these kids than saying I used to play in the NBA and I was actually one of the greatest ever. I didn't see you. You wasn't you weren't Demarcus Cousins, you was not Anthony Davis, you wasn't, you know, Joel and B. You was back when they were playing slow basketball. They don't, don't even like basketball like that no
2: more. Pat better find a way. You better call Mike. They better get some Jordan 11s or something. It's, they got to figure it out because you lose <laughs> five, dog. Somebody going to LSU, this kid going to North Carolina, this kid going to USC, or you can't lose him like that, man.
0: <laughs> Speaking of something, we got to find out something. Let's move on to the NFL. All right. Whew. DeAndre Baker, quarterback for the New York Giants. And I think it's a Jays guy. Quentin Dunbar, that's your guy, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. It's a Florida guy. It's a Florida guy. He's a quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks right now. Both are wanted for their roles in an alleged armed robbery during a house party on Wednesday night. Let that sink in. You're an NFL player wanted for an alleged armed robbery. So Baker is wanted for four counts of armed robbery with a firearm and four counts of ag- aggravated assault with a firearm. And James got Dunbar. is wanted for four counts of all rock with a firearm.
2: What happened on this Wednesday night? <laughs> I don't know what happened, but I know I've heard of situations like this. They both from Florida, both from Miami, Florida. So they probably still hang out with some people that are still in Miami. You're hanging with people and they see a guy that has a watch or some money that they flashing. And it's not your homeboys. It's, your, it's people that's with you. So I think that they are around people that they shouldn't be around. And Quentin Dunbar, man, let me tell you something about Q, man. Q was a really good wide receiver in Florida during some one of our down years. Really, really good though. Q goes to the NFL and plays DB. Never played DB in his life. Is a number one DB. The reason that they got rid of Josh Norman was because of Q, because they were thinking, man, we can build somebody up. And you know, Q Hill came in and did what he had to do. To be that talented, to play at a level, he's going to be a number two corner in Seattle. They traded for him. Um, man, I hate that it happened like that. It's just a bad situation to put yourself in. But everybody on this Zoom call knows you've been in situations where people you look like, why am I around this person um, in situations like this, man? And I hate that for having to Q I'm not gonna speak on the situation too much because
0: I don't know what's going on. And you know, what I'm saying, if we get jammed up, I on want by mentioning my name. I'm done with it. Y'all go ahead. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm done with it. Their attorneys,
2: coach, said that they have affidavits clearing them. So,
1: yeah, that's what the attorney say. But
0: mm. Mm.
1: I hope so, man. I mean, it's it's like you said, man. You know, it it comes a point, and it's a fine line because fine line. these are people. These are people that you grew up with that you probably stayed in contact with, that you continue to be friends with, you probably even reached out to them and told them, hey, man, you're you know, you not, you not going the right way. You need to kind of start doing things the right way. And they probably saying, easy for you to say, because you're not here anymore. You, you, you've you made it. You know, you don't have to worry about how your bills going to get paid, things like that. So it's a fine line of telling your friends what they can and can't do and trying to separate yourself because you still want to be there for the person that you grew up with. At, it comes a time at some point after you try to help someone, you gotta kinda figure out a way to separate yourself and let them know it's nothing personal. But at some point I have to look out for my best interest. And I don't want to spoil nothing for nobody that hasn't watched all of, all the smoke with Penny Hardaway, but he kind of talked about this a little bit with his situation while he was growing up in Memphis and some things that happened to him. I'm not gonna go into detail because I don't want to spoil it for nobody, but he kinda went through that same situation. So, it's a fine line when it comes to stuff like that, when it's, when it's close family or close fam- friends and things like that.
2: Yep. And it goes back to the old age, Jay-Z said. I "Man, you work this hard. You think I work this hard to stay the, stay the same? No.
0: It's different, man. Rappers are different than athletes. Either way, when you, when you made it out, you make it out. Either you in or you out. You get out. Go. You still can come back and be cool.
2: Hey, that's cool. But just, you're done. Get, get out the streets. That's not true, though. It's hard for people to do that because if somebody that's on your way to make it, they were around you the entire time, every step of the way, college, pros, and then you like, yeah, I'm a pro. I can't hang around you no more. What's the difference? What changed? No, you take, you take them friendship. with you. You now, take you them with you. You can't. They did. And that ain't they, uh, in a murder. I mean, not in a murder, but in an armed robbery situation. From that's yeah, all cause yeah. yeah.
0: you as a you're a similar fan. Um are we noticing a trend here with the Gators?
2: Oh um, man, that's, that's another that's great a- show, <laughs> man. We have here Full Sport Press episode 370. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew we weren't gonna get out of here without you adding to the list of people that floored expressed. Listen, <laughs> man. Right,
0: it's getting long. <laughs> it's, getting it's getting long over it. here.
2: And hey, you are about to have to <laughs> roll roll
0: that list out in a minute. <laughs> Have a scribe, Coach. Oh. Okay, man, Q Dumb Boy.
1: <laughs> Cute dumb- that one, what? That one, Urban
0: Boy, was it? Urban recruited him. God damn, Urban! My God,
1: Urban was getting to my get them boy. He was getting them out of here, boy.
0: Ah, Cared
1: the flaws, Amen. bring them
0: to get Florida. <laughs>
2: bring the <him> gangs me <laughs> You
0: think? Listen,
2: just listen to deon uh, DeAndre Baker. an Interviewer too. You'll see what I'm talking about, DeAndre Baker. Oh, hey, hey, DeAndre Baker from the second drive, hundred ah, percent. Ah, okay, ah, yeah. no mm. ah, Say no more. Hundred no, percent, no man. DeAndre Baker went to Hillsborough. You understand what I'm saying? No, <laughs>
0: don't play with Hillsborough. No, listen, DeAndre that's a different area right there. DeAndre Baker
1: went to Hillsborough. You do a little research. <laughs> What easy saying he don't know what you're talking about. He said, Don't put him on Hillsboro. You know,
2: I mean shit, I went to Hillsboro. So in turn, <laughs> <laughs> think about think about all that talent that came through Hillsboro. Mm-hmm. And yeah. <laughs> Give what they zone for though, Joe. They zone for good, though. They zone for Glencliff, percent That's another show of the books, man. Um, Again, man, we just wanted to go through some of the hot topics because we're going to get to delve into a lot of those in detail. And a lot of these this week, man, had a lot of uh, layers, Jeff. Would say. <laughs> a lot of layers. A lot so of, many layers. For sure. Don't forget, man, youtube.com slash fullsportpress. Subscribe. Giving that, uh, I think we're going to do a hoodie giveaway soon, man, for our subscribers. So. Please stay tuned for that. I know it's a little hot outside, but we're giving away the hoodie We're <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, gonna, so. gonna be
2: outside this hoodie season good anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> Well you where you podding, Jeff. Well you pardon Jeff. Yeah? The tweets with questions throughout the week at Full Sport Press. Don't forget to comment. Give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down on the YouTube page, on the iTunes page. Please rate and subscribe. But more importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. To tell a friend.
1: Tell a friend. Tell a friend.
2: Jeff.
0: Camera's always on, brother. Weezy. Everything paid
2: for, baby. You better know it. Coach like the birthday boy, man. Yeah, get a drumming song, baby. Get a drumming song. Most definitely, man. The Revolution will be podcast. We are out. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't
0: stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it.
1: Thank you for listening to the Full Sport Press Podcast. To catch up on prior episodes, visit the SoundCloud page. And don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend.
2: The revolution will be podcasted.
0: (laughs)